Good morning, afternoon, or evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Little Light Devotions. It's been a little bit, but I'm super, super happy to be back with a new rebranding done by my wonderful, wonderful wife. Be sure to check me out on Instagram at Little Light Devo, at Little Light Devo. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. It's going to have like the announcements, it's going to have sneak peeks, it's going to have a ton of fun stuff. So make sure you are following that. And we will keep building that up, hopefully. I wanted to separate that from my uh, personal Instagram page because, like, there are some folks that, you know, follow me because of, of life and our, the different paths we've walked through together. And they're not particularly interested in, in, a, uh, in a podcast of mine. And so, you know, I wanted to keep it separate. So for those who are interested, they could follow that. And if people are interested in the podcast but not interested in just me, they could just follow whichever one. Or both. You know, I'm not going to complain. But we're going to go ahead and get started. There's been a lot, a lot of, of chaos surrounding particularly the economy, not just in the U.S., but around the world. And I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that there are people out there that are exceptionally greedy, that do not care about any greater good. And want to have their own gain, their own benefit, all that. They're so often, like, so addicted to getting more money that they'll just throw the rest of humanity behind them. Whether that's in politics or in these crony businesses, doesn't matter. They're all over the place. And we, you know, we the little guys tend to hurt a lot. But it should be different with believers, it should be different with Christians. It should be different the way that we conduct ourselves with money. And that's why the title today is Believers and Business. Believers and Business. We're going to be in Micah 6, 8 through 16 today. We'll walk through that. But before we start, I, I like, have you guys like seen the movie Jingle All the Way? If you haven't seen it, here's the, the answer to the story. Um... Arnold Schwarzenegger plays this man who is living the American dream. He's the executive of a company, has a nice office, a nice house, a nice family, everything. But, you know, there's this glaring issue that's evident from, like, the beginning of the movie that he puts money over family, like, way too often. He stays late all the time. He misses his son's stuff. It causes him and his wife to grow apart, become jaded. And even though this is, like, just a movie, we've heard this story before, like, way too many times in the real world. And just because we are believers doesn't mean we are immune to this type of story either. So how can a Christian keep the balance of the stresses of their faith and the business world? And the first thing that you have to do is, like what Micah 6, 8 says, act justly, mercifully, and humbly. And you know, Micah 6, 8, it's a very popular verse, and it's popular for a reason. Um, it just gives us these three simple things that God wants us to do, to, to do justice do justice. It comes from the Hebrew word mishpat. Uh, probably mispronounced that entirely, but hey. And it's not just in the, not just justice in the way that we do we think, you know, like lady justice with the blindfold on and the scales and whatever. No. It's also talking about judgment, talking about judgment. And today's culture is so sensitive to the word judgment, like getting labeled judgmental is like getting called a witch in the 1600s, like it is a death sentence. And that's why we need verses like John 7, 24, that say, don't judge according to appearance, but judge righteous judgment. And judging righteous judgment, you can only be righteous and only judge righteously when you're filtering your judgments through God's word. That's the reason why we have 
2 Timothy 3.16 that tells us all of God's word is profitable for doctrine, reproof, correction, instruction, and righteousness. When we filter what is right through the word of God, we have something to lean on that's better than what the world has. Because all of that the world has today is, oh, it's it's my truth. Oh, it's whatever. It's it's this fad of thinking like a hyper-individualism where if I want it, if I think it, it is true. And it's so inaccurate, it hurts. It's so inaccurate. It's, it's not even funny. It was funny, but now it's just not funny. Now it's just sad. Because everybody leans on their own thing and they try to make everything like coincide together. But the reality is there cannot be two truths if they are opposite. There is only one truth, and that's Jesus. Why? That's why he calls himself the truth. The truth. And people desire that. They desire that more than anything else. The, uh, the um, U.S. midterm primaries just happened a couple weeks ago. All across all the states, people voted for you know the, the new governors, the new senators, the new mayors, the new councilmen, whatever from the tiniest little sheriff all the way up to the governor of their state and the, the senators and the federal government. All that voting happened. And people, when they're looking for a politician, they don't want somebody that's going to look them in the face and be like, I'm going to lie to you the whole time. Like, they want you to at least pretend that you're going to do what you say you're going to do, even though most of the time they don't do what they say they're going to do, but whatever. They want to at least have somebody that's honest. They want to have somebody that's that's going to be honest, that they, they make their goals known, they try to act through with those goals, whatever. People don't want somebody that's just going to be completely dishonest. People need truth. People desire truth. And so when Jesus comes and stakes his claim as, I am the truth, and I lean upon this with the showing of my miracles, I lean upon this, with the accuracy of scripture, I lean upon this with everything else that's a Christian apologetic to show why Jesus is God and Yahweh is the one true God. All of these things lean towards this is the truth. And so if we are to judge righteous judgment like John 7, 24 says, if we are to do justice like Micah 6, 8 says, then we need to filter all of our judgment through God's word like 2 Timothy three sixteen says. So do justice. Love mercy. This comes from the Hebrew word hesed. And uh, mercy is traditionally known as not getting what you deserve. Not getting what you deserve. And uh, think about like the story that Jesus told with the men with the debt. There was the one guy that owed his ruler billions, trillions of dollars, whatever. And that ruler forgave that guy. Just said He just absolved him of all that debt. And then he like shakes down his buddy for, you know, like a few hundred bucks. It's like there's clearly... There was clearly a difference as to how much was owed. And the king was able to forgive the servant, but the servant couldn't forgive his fellow servant. So he had his fellow servant locked up, thrown into prison until he could pay off what he owed. And the king hears about this, and he's just like, what are you doing? And so often, like, we do the same thing. Like, we like, we like to pretend, you know, that we're going to be the forgiving servant, or so often we are the servant that's thrown in jail, you know? But so often we are the ones throwing people in jail. We're refusing to be merciful, refusing to be kind. Oh my goodness. People make mistakes. People make mistakes. We need to learn to be okay with them making mistakes. We're not the ones that are going to be judging their souls come the end of time. We're going to have our souls judged and everything we've done will be opened up for everybody to see. We need to keep that in mind. 
Mercy is also sometimes translated as kindness or loyalty. And I think far too often Christians are concerned with being right at all costs with no concern as to the way that they are speaking. And I'm not meaning to come off like some liberal, but feelings are real and feelings of unnecessary harshness or rude judgment will push people away. I mean, how many times have you heard of somebody leaving the church because of Christians being mean, you know? And I think it's a very, very poor reason to to stake your eternal claim in something like, oh yeah, I, I'm not going to believe God because one of his followers were mean. Well, that has nothing to do with the legitimacy of God. That has everything to do with the poor following of that follower. But I digress. So do justice, love mercy, and walk humbly with God. And it's not just walking humbly because we all know of unsaved people who are humble, right? It's walking humbly with God. God. So think for a second. In what areas do you walk with God? Trick question. We should always be walking with God. I got you. You're tricked. You see, I was, um, I'm in this small group, right? And a couple of Sundays ago, I was with that small group and we were talking about the fruit of the spirit. And it is the fruit of the Spirit, not the fruits of the Spirit. And but that's a different conversation for another time. But it is only one fruit. So the fruit of the Spirit. And when that's planted, you know, it's pl- it, it, the tree is planted when you are saved. It has its roots. It will last, whatever. But that tree ought to be growing and giving fruit. And in order for that to happen. It's like in real life. You need to provide certain things for this fruit to go. Sunlight, water, proper nutrition in the ground. All these things need to happen in order for a tree to produce fruit. So you need to provide space in your heart for your fruit to grow. And this can be done with like genuine Bible reading, prayer, singing songs. I feel like people just totally overlook songs. Like they just think that all Christian music is cheesy. And like I get it. There is some that's like mad corny. But there are some that that's genuinely good in, in every genre, in every genre. I'm not too sure about, like, I don't know, yodeling. I'm not too sure if a Christian yodeling group is out there, but hey, you could give it a shot. But there's so many different types of music out there that genuinely good Christians have made, and it sounds good, and it works and reflects in your soul. And even then, nothing really beats a time alone with God having a song in your heart. I feel like that's way too overlooked as as Christians. And not just Bible reading, but Bible living and application. So those are like some four simple things to do to provide space for your fruit to grow, for you to walk humbly with your God. We should be walking with God in all areas of our life, and we should be adding things to our life that provide space for our fruit to grow. So act justly, mercifully, and humbly. And verses 10 and 12 are going to talk to us about avoiding deception, violence, and lies. So it says, Is there yet a man in the wicked house along with treasures of wickedness and a short measure that is cursed? Can I justify wicked scales and a bag of deceptive weights? For the rich men of the city are full of violence. Her residents speak lies, and their tongue is deceitful in their mouth. So it talks about uh, abominable scales, measures that are cursed, you know. And at at this time, it's referring to like how they did markets, because at this time you paid for items by weight. And we even see that today. You know, you go to the go to like the the food market and you get like a thing of bananas and it it costs based upon weight. 
So these people that, that cheated would like skew these scales in order to short people on product and charge them too much. And we see that even like today. I mean, there's several different companies that are involved. Like think of like Carfax. You know, it was a company that was made because people tried to short each other out on the value of their car because it got into an accident or something like that. So Carfax came by and was like, mm, no, we'll make sure that you're paying the right price for this car. And not even just like businesses. Think about like with the government, like the IRS, they're going to they're going to come down and, you know, make sure you paid all of your money to it. And then they're going to subsequently blow billions of it away. But hey, you know, at least you paid your fair share. I tell them with a bunch of smaller stories that you can think of different mom and pop places like shorting their customers or customers shorting these mom and pop places. All these things happen. Abominable scales. And we need to avoid that. As Christians, this is something not to be emulated. As Christians, we are to be honest in our business. I right now work salaried. I'm a I'm a teacher at Rosedale Christian Academy in Rosedale, Maryland. And I'm salaried. I don't, I'm not paid by the hour. I don't have to be there all the time. Um, with that, that means like I could probably move about freely. I don't have to show to work just on time. I could leave a little early because I'm not paid by hour. I'm paid by salary. But I'm expected to be there from certain times. I'm expected to do some certain things at that time. So even though I don't have a business, I have responsibilities for a business. And I ought to be fulfilling those responsibilities. If you do own a business, make sure that you're charging fairly for what your service is. Make sure that you are charging appropriately for your services. I mean, Joe Biden was going on a rampage against these these gas stations that he said was, was hiking up these prices too high. And there can be a debate had on whether or not they were price gouging. But the point is, price gouging isn't good. And it needs to be something that is called out by anybody. And yeah, I, I understand Joe Biden has no leg really to stand up on when it comes to bad when it comes to good fiscal policy but christians should ought to take the high road when it comes to business practices they ought not to be so focused on making money at the expense of honesty so the scales they're messed up the short measure that is cursed and also verse 12 it talks about the rich being so full of violence and it's really simple so often those who seek gain at any cost will take lives it's kind of it's a joke that you'll hear from time to time that, uh, I, well, actually, I saw, um, I saw like a reel on Instagram about it the other day where it was this thing about, um, it was a joke. I'm not too sure if it was like a pro choice joke, but it was at least a joke. And it was like, oh, you can't abort your baby. What if it ends up uh, finding the cure for cancer or whatever? And then it had this guy being like the U.S. government if you found the cure to cancer. And it was like just this guy like shooting a gun at the camera. Like it's it's, it's pretty obvious that um, this generation is quite jaded with the way the government and the, the healthcare system are in cahoots in order to pay exorbitant amounts of money for things like cancer treatments or for things like epinephrine or any any life-saving drug so often um like people people just realize how how poorly our our health system is ran and that it is ran by greedy people that are seeking gain at the cost of any life and it's not just even higher higher ups you know with like the some conspiracy theory between the government and freaking, I don't know, Johns Hopkins. But it's even down like in the slums. I mean, just a few months, like about a month ago or so, there was this shooting 
in my town. I live in a town called Middle River, Maryland. And there was this shooting me five minutes away from my house. This guy ran this car off the road and then drove by and started blasting with a full automatic weapon, a fully automatic weapon um, into the car and then sped off. The car didn't have like any license plate on it. I think the guy is still at large. But the car that got shot at, when they got there, the two people that were in the car were alive, thank God. But their car was filled with drugs, was filled with illegal weaponry. Like, if that car hadn't shot them, they were on their way to also do something bad. Like, there was nothing that was good in this situation. They were out for themselves, they were out for their gangs, they were out for their own product, and they were out to make sure that they were going to get that bag quicker and better than the other people, and they were to make sure they would remove the competition if need be. The rich, those who desire to be rich or those who are rich, are full of violence. And don't be so sure that you will not fall into the same trap as a Christian. Do not be so sure that you'd be like, oh, like I'd, I would never do such a thing. But it always is one little compromise at a time, and eventually you'll be somewhere where you might be even doing the same thing in order to keep your business or your lifestyle afloat. Make sure that you are filtering your actions through Scripture. Like I said earlier, make sure your judgment is done properly. Judge righteous judgment. Filter it all through the Word of God. Make sure your actions, your business, your lifestyle, everything that guides you is all filtered through by the power, the holiness, the majesty, and the fear of God. And towards the end of verse 12, it talks about her residents speak lies and their tongue is deceitful in their mouth. Everybody lies. We all know it. But those who construct their life around lying are crushed under the weight of their own lies. Even if this whole thing has not been very applicable to you because you work one little fast food job and you clock in, you clock out, you leave, you don't have a business, whatever. Make sure that you are constructing your life in such a way that it is honest. Make sure you're constructing your life in such a way that it is holy because those who construct their life around lying you will be crushed under the weight of your own lies, and your lies will catch up to you. So do justice, love mercy, act humbly. Avoid deception, violence, and lies, or face the wrath of God. Face the wrath of God. Verse 13 to 16 basically gives um, a, a judgment from God to Judah. God is actually referencing Judah right now because Judah at this point was following the ways of Israel and God would give Judah over to the troubles that Israel was facing. Some of these troubles were famine, uh, which to them was they would never have enough food. But to us, we can look at that as feeling like we'll never have enough. If we follow after money, chase that more than anything. If we follow after whatever we put above God, we will, we will always feel like we never have enough. We will always feel like we never have enough. I forget who it is, but it was like some uh, like early industrial revolution econom economist that was like, oh, how much money is enough? And they responded with like just a little more, you know? People that chase the bag to the umpteenth degree will never feel like they have enough. So they'll have famine. They'll have loss. They'll have loss. And you need to recognize when you start playing the game of the corporate world and start putting money over anything else. It's a dog-eat-dog -dog world. 
you'll start getting undercut. And then you'll want to start undercutting because you got undercut. And then the person underneath you that you undercut is going to want to undercut you or someone else. And it's just this vicious, vicious cycle. It's a dog-eat-dog world, and there's not a lot of honesty in that. Make sure you're avoiding that kind of loss. Also, a failed harvest. Talks about a failed harvest right there. And we can interpret that as, a, as an inability to grow. We plant. We, we, we strive. We are genuine. We put so much effort into our business. We put so much effort into our job. We put so much effort into putting that over anything else, our family, our God, our church, anything like that. And God can use an inability to grow to get you back to where you ought to be. An inability to grow. You won't get that promotion. You won't have those things. But what if he does give it to you? Well, then you're held in captivity, which is the last thing that Israel was going was happen, was happening to them that Judah was going to face was captivity, and that you know we're not going to be held physically captive, but we can be very much spelled, held spiritually captive, spiritually captive. And all of this comes from like what verse sixteen says: serving other gods, serving other gods. And those other gods do not have to be genuine deities that you are worshiping above Yahweh. It can be. Anything that you put above God. It can even be money. And that's why 1 Timothy 6.10 says the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. The love of money. Putting that above the place of God. Putting that above your family. Putting that above your church. It's like, like I was saying earlier about Jingle All the Way. You know, our, our wonderful protagonist, good old man Arnold, decides not to put work for so much. And really goes above and beyond making his son's Christmas an unforgettable Christmas. If you haven't recommend, if you haven't seen it, you know I recommend it for some dumb fun. It's by no means like some blockbuster masterpiece, but it's dumb fun. It's dumb fun to watch around. You know the 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 Yule the the Yule. You know what's like? Is that like the fireplace? Yeah, it's a Christmas Yule. You know. If you are a young Christian right now, you know, mid teens, early thirties mid-30s, we are in the time of our lives where we can so easily act like how uh, how Arnold did at the beginning of the movie. You're here, and you're listening to this podcast, and that's good. But when it ends, how does the rest of your week look? Is there justice? Is there mercy? Is there humility with God? Or are you living a life and, and staying on that grind to a point to where it can be detrimental to you or your spirit's health? And even if you don't struggle with a greedy like aspect to your life, we all have areas where we could improve just by taking advice from verse 8. As we depart today, I want you all to think about a place where God is not as influential in your life and take a moment to think about how it should be if God was as influential in that area of life and then work on that more than anything else throughout this week. Thank you so much for tuning in to Little Light Devotions. If you'd like to find all my social media locations, podcast locations, voice acting work, and much more, please head over to linkapp.com slash AC underscore LL. That's L-I-N-Q-A-P-P dot com slash AC underscore LL. Thank you. God bless you. I love you. And I'll see you next time.